Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, a little bit weird episode today. It's uh, it's just me. Um, so situation is I've got these wonderful um, co- group of uh, co-hosts that donate their time to record with me. And look, everybody's living busy lives. And sometimes we run into scheduling problems. And I mean, I mean, uh, Brett is, you know, growing a human life. And, uh, and Carol's got kids of her own that she's raising and theater trips and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and uh, Rebecca is starting a program from scratch and everybody's doing their thing. And so we've had to do some rescheduling and I was left without an episode for today. But I don't like to leave a hole in the schedule. And I've got thoughts. And so it's just me. Hope it's not too weird. Um, If that's something you totally don't want to listen to, you've got the power of shutting this off right now. We're going to get into a couple things, though. First, uh, first dragonflies. So uh, about a week ago, I was out kayaking in the evening and it's uh, it's sunset time and and uh, it's just kind of beautiful out. But um, I was I was inundated with with dragonflies they were coming in from look i'm about three quarters of a mile away from shore and these dragonflies are coming from seaward side towards shore and and they're coming in clumps of of like hundreds and they're they're these big ass dragonflies it's just these these swarms of them uh flying anywhere from from like a couple inches above the water to you know 15 or 20 feet up in the air and they're just waves of them coming in and and over about 20 minutes it must have been 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 thousands of these of these big ass dragonflies and um i don't I don't know where they were coming from. There's an there's an island about 12 miles offshore that they might have been coming from. But look, if you're a dragonfly, that's a that's a that's a long ass flight. Um, so any of you have uh, have dragonfly knowledge, um, hit me up. But it was um, the thing is it was just, it was beautiful and I'd never seen it before and it was kind of cool. So um, get out there in the world and and look for those kind of simple things. It's kind of kind of neat. Another thing I wanted to spend a moment on is uh, finger guns. About a week, week and a half ago, there was a, another news story. This time, I think it was out of Alabama, of a six-year-old suspended from school for uh, shooting his buddy, who was, I believe, also suspended with, uh, with finger guns because schools have zero-tolerance policies for certain activities. Now, I would argue that 
if you work with young children, you should understand young children. And if you create a policy that outlaws something that young children are wired to do, because if six-year-olds are playing video games where there are weapons and watching movies and television shows um, and web clips where there are weapons and paying attention to superheroes and space adventurers and all that kind of stuff, they are going to play with finger guns. It's, it's the way they're wired. It is 100% developmentally appropriate. And if schools or programs are going to have policies that outlaw things that children are wired to do, we need to rethink the goddamn policies, period. Um, the school district, and, and look, if, if you set a new search for child suspended, you'll see regular stories for children suspended for things like this. Uh, years ago, there was a, a five-year-old, I believe, little girl suspended for uh, having a Hello Kitty bubble gun in her her backpack. She got suspend, suspended for having a weapon at school. A kid got in trouble for for uh, his his grandpa made him a drawing of a gun, and he had that in his backpack, and he got suspended. Kids have been suspended for Lego guns at school, and on a kid like a nine year old got suspended because he he threw an imaginary hand grenade across the playground. Now now look, if a nine year old shows up at school with a a real hand grenade. Um, I, I would be cool maybe with a suspension or at least, a, you know, a call to the parents. But throwing an imaginary hand grenade across the playground to, to save his friends from, from the bad guys is 100% developmentally appropriate. Uh, there are a lot of credentialed but uneducated and apparently unintelligent people out there running too many early learning settings, whether they're child care programs or preschools or, or, or public schools or private schools or whatever, um, the, the only way to counteract them is to stand up and push back and make fun of them and point fingers and make some noise about it. If you Look, zero tolerance policies uh, about weapons in schools don't work. Zero tolerance policies about anything um, don't work. If you, if you want something to read, check out, uh, we don't play with guns here by author Penny Holland. Um, it's a, it's a great book that kind of goes into the zero tolerance policies, you know, back in the twenties uh, prohibition didn't, didn't work. People still drank alcohol. Um, so look, finger guns are going to happen. We might not like it. We might not like the aesthetics of it, uh, intellectually or, 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 or the actual physical, um, aesthetics of kids running around pretending to shoot each other. But living in the culture we live in, weapons are a part of it. It's, it's going to happen. So we can either make it taboo and try to outlaw it and basically be outlawing things kids are wired to do, 
or we can figure out a way to be supportive and embracing of it and bring it out in the open and and actually see it for for the the learning activity that it is because there is a lot of learning activity in, in weapons play learning learning value if you're looking for more of that go over to playvolutionhq.com and just search weapons play I've got a, a lot of links over there if you're looking for more or you can reach out to me there's a there's my contact information in the show notes um, so that's that's my little bit of a rant about that um, now I want to I want to talk, uh, switch, switch tracks a little bit. I got to take a sip of tea. Excuse me. Usually, when there's somebody with me, I can, I can sip tea while they're talking. Now I got to, I got to pause to do it. Ah, that's some good ass tea. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is is getting strong. Did an episode not too long ago about frailty, and we touched on this. And I've I've talked over the last couple of years about the fact that I've started started strength training, and that's had a has a positive impact on me. But but what I'm really impressed with and excited by is is over the last six or seven months, um, my my beloved Natasha has started strength training too. Uh, she got started like back in February of this year, and and it's been delightful. I was I was watching her yesterday. We got up early um, and went kayaking. We went on a sunrise kayak trip, and we were out on the water before. I mean, it was we had to use our phones to unlock the kayaks at the beach, so we'd have some light. And it was it was pitch dark when we got under the water, and then the the sun starts coming up, and and the water goes from from inky black to kind of. Uh, it looks kind of like that uh, that Terminator 2 guy, that liquid metal kind of thing. And then the sun gets a little bit higher, and then there's little bits of, of pink and purple and red on the water, and it's just beautiful. But uh, so we go out for about a mile and a half, two miles, and then we turn around and start heading back. And, and, and Tasha just, she bolts up in front of me, and I... I, I, I quit trying to keep up with her. She's just flying, and I'm I'm watching her shoulders and her back, and it's uh, it is the her her strength is is just amazing. And look, she's got a, a really sexy back. Maybe that's too much information. I don't know, but uh, um, look, I've been enthralled by the woman since I was 17 years old. So. Um, I'm not about to stop now. Um, and she's just, she's just, she's just powerful in, in this kayak. And it has partly, to, part, part of it has to do with her, her recent embracement of, uh, of, of strength training. And, um, and it turns out that being stronger is something we should all probably be trying to do. The more I've gotten into this, the more I've been reading about it. And, and look, my whole goal is to go kayaking with her for the next 30 years until we both croak. Um, but to be healthy and strong enough to be able to do that. One of the, one of the worst things we could do for ourselves is to get old and get frail and not be able to uh, paddle the kayak or not be able to bend over and, and pick something off the ground or be able to get off the toilet. Um, get old and be strong. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about self-care. One of the best things that you could do for yourself is to create a program for yourself where you get stronger. You could start with body weight. You could start with dumbbells. Um, you got to start with what you have. Uh, the best option from what I've read and experienced is barbells. Um, but get, get, get yourself stronger. Cause, cause look, um, Tasha 
wants to okay so the the rule has been over the last couple decades I've, I've been told that if she gets old and frail and can't wipe her butt by herself anymore I'm supposed to smother her with a pillow um, uh, because that's she just doesn't want to live with somebody else having to do that for her um, and I love the fact that she's getting stronger because it it pushes back the time at which I will have to smother her with a pillow. And not, not, I mean, if that's what she wants, that's what I would, I would do, but I prefer not to. And so being able to get old and be strong together and be able to do things sounds like a, a, a great option. And, and, and look, we were talking about this before I started recording. Um, when she was younger and, you know, doing direct care and then we've got kids of our own she put off taking care of herself because um and look you probably can relate to this there are a lot of people in this field who who take care of other people they prior prioritize the care of other people before they prioritize their own care it's it's kind of a common thing and and so she neglected herself and she would she would go flop around with uh 10 pound uh dumbbells and that kind of stuff and and maybe do some cardio and 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 those endeavors never lasted because partly she was i mean there were so many other things demanding her attention and and partly because she hadn't found the right exercises and now day and a half two days ago she deadlifted uh 162 pounds and there is no reason within the next year she can't add 100 pounds to that or close to it. And she, she just snorted from, uh, from the dining room um, at the idea. Um, but she, she can't do it yet. But there's, there's nothing to stop her from adding a couple pounds every week to her deadlift and be deadlifting uh, 250 pounds in a, year, a year from now. And when you can deadlift... 250 pounds when you're a 55 year old woman and you can squat 150 and you can bench press 100 125 and you can you can standing press um 75 or 80 pounds it means you're going to be able to to get up off the toilet and you're going to be able to go kayaking and enjoy the sunrise and those kind of things and so some of you are a lot younger than 55 and the time to start that self-care is is now and start thinking about it now and and i know you probably don't have time and maybe you don't see the importance but look if you've listened to this podcast if you've taken away anything as valuable um you think about this because life is better when you're stronger um than when you're when you're frail and so Think about making changes if, if, um, if you think that might bring you a better life. And I know it's hard. Um, and look, if you need support with that, go over to myplayhaven.com. I've been thinking about setting up a, a group over there. We haven't really messed around with, uh, with the groups um, over there much. But um, just, just for this kind of thing, because it is, it is challenging to take care of yourself and to find time and to find the methods and those kind of things. But um, it can be very beneficial. And if there's anything I can do to be helpful with that, let me know. Um, 
think that's everything I got on my list, except for that yet thing. Um, Tasha's got that written down on the on the mirror, uh, just yet um, on the mirror. And, and look, uh, the, we got the citrus at the snuggery here. The second bedroom is the is the gym. And uh, and she's got a note there on the mirror yet because she was reading a, a an article about a teacher who uh, who uh, is a lifter as well. And she would were talking to her students. She said, you can't do it you do it yet and she started to applying that to her own practice i can't do this yet and uh it's a it's a positive way to to keep moving forward tasha just slipped me a note here that uh that the lifting has also made her made her men mentally better and there's a wide and deep body of research that that supports um the the physical activity Yes, but specifically strength training is good not only for you physically, but uh, psychologically and mentally and dealing with uh, with things like uh, avoiding things like depression and and things like that. So um, a lot of benefits to it. So think about what you what you might want to do that you can't do yet and start start taking steps to get to that yet. Um We'll wrap up in a minute. And, and again, uh, head over to Playhaven. MyPlayhaven.com is the link. There's a link in the show notes. Registration takes a couple seconds. If you can navigate Facebook, you can navigate MyPlayhaven.com, except MyPlayhaven.com doesn't come with the ads and assholes you find over on Facebook. It's a nice little early learning community. Uh, about three dozen people clicking around over there now um, and, and growing a little bit every week. So, um, look, for me, it was an experiment. It was play. I like building websites and doing all that nerdy back-end stuff. But I think it, it's something we can turn into to a place for people who care about the stuff we talk on the, about on this podcast to, to connect and do more things. Um, if you want to want to actually take part in this podcast you can go join me for happy hour we do that the fourth tuesday of every month at 7 30 p.m there's a link in the show notes it's just a quick zoom registration so i know who to expect um uh you can also go to myplayhaven.com oh no that's the wrong link uh playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag um that's the uh, podcast landing page over there and there's a a registration link to the uh, happy hour there as well. Um, I want to send a shout out to all of my dedicated and helpful co-hosts. I appreciate you devoting your time and energy to the show and being being willing to give of yourself. And I also want to send that same shout out to to you listeners. Um, sticking the show in your ear holes is, uh, I, you know, I appreciate it. And and some of you reach out. I hear from some of you that you get good stuff from the show and that that means a lot to to me and everybody else involved in its production i'm going to wrap this off up before i ramble too much this this here has been the child care bar and grill podcast the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that wants you to get stronger thanks for listening back soon bye-bye This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.